Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in even when you don't because you know you belong. Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle. And today you're going to notice my voice change a few octaves because I got some help from a former opera singer herself, Elizabeth Bachman. Elizabeth Bachman is the go-to person for advanced level training in speaking, presentation skills, sales, and leadership. With a lifetime spent perfecting the art of presenting, she helps high-level clients master a message that brings the funding they need, the allies they want, and the recognition they deserve. All right, Elizabeth Bachman, we're putting you right into the hot seat. Tell us about a time you felt like you really didn't belong. Well, the quick story of didn't belong is uh, I spent a lot of time now helping high-level women in tech and law raise their visibility so that they get the promotion that should go to them, but that louder, flashier people tend to get and showing them how to show up in visibility. And I learned about that in the many years that I was uh, an opera director and I wanted to run an opera company. I always knew I wanted to run a company and I kept applying for artistic director jobs and discovered, I, I was regularly on, I was on the short list over and over again. And then I would see the job go to a man who was often not nearly as qualified as I was. Sometimes mm. they were, fair enough, but they weren't qualified. And it was because I didn't know the market right. I didn't know that the people who hired you were the board members who would be the locals, locals in a company and they wanted to hire someone who looked like them. Mm. So this girl was, you know, a, it, when it comes to money and nonprofits, opera companies are nonprofits and they're always worried about money, the tendency is always to, uh, to trust a man. It's an unconscious bias, but that wasn't a word we were using in those days. I didn't, now I know, for, I think, gosh, if I'd known then what I know now, I could have been a lot more strategic about it and maybe would be running an opera company by now. But I discovered um, that was, over the many years, those were places where I didn't belong. And I was made to feel as if I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand, it took me a long time to understand that it wasn't me. Very you know, exactly. I did the, the girl thing, mm -hmm. which is I would default to, there must be something wrong with me because I thought I had everything. I thought I'd be perfect there. What's wrong? There's something wrong with me. And later I, later I went back and realized, oh, it was the unconscious bias going on. The reason the thing about belonging is, and the reason that I was in theater from the age of five to uh, really till 2015, which was several decades, um, not going to say how many, but uh, is that when you're doing a show, when you're in a play, anybody who's listening, who's ever been in a play, 
everybody bonds and you all work together to make something where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And you have this great bond, you do this show and then it's over and you move on to the next one. And I did 30 plus years of that and I loved it until I got to the point where I realized I could do the same work uh, until I got to the point where I had been doing it for so long that I was losing the ability to be moved by the music. Mm. It was just work. Wow. And I was, I was burning out and I realized, oh, I have to leave or I won't be able to be, I won't be able to enjoy the music anymore. And um, that's not a way I want to live my life. I've, so. That's awesome. And so you pivoted it. And you end mm -hmm. up now helping women find their voice in the boardroom with strategic speaking for results. And I, I just want to know, like, what's your top like testimony or heart story that you're like, wow, I've really used this career in theater and opera and now helping women mm. find their voice in the boardroom. I'll tell you the, the place in the boardroom and in the office. So mm -hmm. it's not just the boardroom. It's, it's in the business. It's really how do you raise your visibility? Uh, and I know I belong doing that because there are times where I finish with a client and then I jump up and dance around the room going, I love this. I love this. She's so smart. And I helped her make her speech better. I just like, I made a difference and I jump and dance around and Fortunately, nobody sees me except the cat and the cat's not terribly interested. So, <laughs> uh, but what I, what I'm all about is helping women who have a seat at the table, but aren't being heard. Mm. And we work together to discover how we can use presentation skills so much more than public speaking. You mm. use presentation skills also in a one-on-one -on -one service or when you're working with somebody, how do you train the people who are listening to you or not listening to you that they need to take you seriously? And I just have a whole raft of tricks, which is a lot of it is leveraging what I learned in, um, in 30 years in the opera and then running a small opera company. The other part of the other half of it is also speaking outside the company, and that is public speaking, but being strategic about it so that you are speaking where people in your company or people in companies you would like to work for will notice you and recognize you. So that, uh, so if you're going to do a speech, it, it, it is work to write your speech. Most of the time, if you write it once, you've got, you can use it over and over again. So you really only have to write it, really spend the time to do it the first time, but it's like learning any new skill. You do have to spend the time. So what I say is be strategic about it and make sure that you're doing something that's going to make an impact and promote you as somebody to be followed Hmm. somebody to be hired or uh, someone to be promoted. Nice. Nice. So what are some tips you give women that when you want to make a difference and not just the point, I love your little tagline there. Uh, rule number one is it's all about them. What is it that they need that they need to hear? And the second part of that is how do they listen? 
especially in a national in a in our very international business world often you're dealing with people who have different cultural backgrounds uh, or you're working with a team in India or a team in Germany or a team in Singapore or team in Sydney you have to speak to them in a way that they can listen a way that they can hear it and and uh, I have a whole bag of tricks about that there's not really there's not really a, a one simple answer there's a million different ways of doing it if you start out with say you're going to do a speech that uh, a speech in public that's going to position you as an expert to be paid attention to then you start out with who do you want to notice you? Who do you want to have notice you? What do you want them to think about you? And then choose a venue and an audience where those people are. Because you could go speak all day, every day without getting any results from it unless you find the right people. Hmm. Um, you know, who are your ideal listeners? Uh, well, some people would call it a target market. But target market could also be within your company, who are the people that they, you know, they, and then what's the problem that they have that's going to make them pay attention? What's the solution that you can suggest? And what's the benefit to them? Mm. So you were in advertising and marketing, so you understand about. Yeah, yeah. Features benefits. Tell, benefit sale. <laughs> That's features right. tell benefits sell yeah sell yeah. the sizzle not the steak yeah. yeah that's it yeah yeah I, I like that and I love that you started with it's about them mm -hmm. and it's about our who some some people like you said talk about it as your target audience but it's about the who who you're speaking to and even beyond that I like what Simon Sinek says in his book start with why yes why absolutely. are they there what problem, you know, that why that problem being able to come into the room and provide that solution centered mm -hmm. speech, that strategic speaking for results. So I like that. Another way to think of it is, uh, you know, my tagline is when you want to make a difference, not just a point, really refers to the people who just speak up because they want to be heard. You know, mm -hmm. it's all, all about ego. But the other part of it is that if you are, if you have something to say, you know, people say, well, why, why should I speak? And the, the question is, well, will it make a difference for your listeners? And if not, then go back to the drawing board and find something else that you could talk about. We all know so much that there's, there's always something you can talk about. What is a problem that you think would be worth, that should be spoken about and for which you have an idea and then you could make a whole speech around that. Awesome. I like it. I like it. And you guys, I can endorse her here. She coached me in like 30 minutes or less more than I've received. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, a yacht or a ship? Should I say a yacht or a ship? No, it's a long story. Yeah. But through that, I learned from Elizabeth the power of words, how much yes. words matter, especially when you are using storytelling, which I love to do when I speak is use storytelling because I think that's a great way to captivate your audience and kind of invite them in. At the same time, I know there's this quote out there and you probably heard it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
So ah, I yes. think there is a role of empathy and mm-hmm. a place there for your audience to know, hey, I'm not just here because I want to promote me or my, but making it about them. So mm-hmm. do you have any tips to share in helping your audience know like, hey, I'm here for you all? I would start out with, if you're going to do a speech, what do you want them to do? What, do you, what action do you want them to take when you're finished? Start with your conclusion and then work backwards. Yeah. And one of the other reasons why this helps is quite often we have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. You may have seven minutes or 12 minutes or 20 minutes. The trap that I see that people fall into over and over again is they will just start talking and talk till they're done. And so if you think of it as the difference between a stopwatch and a countdown timer, like a kitchen timer, when people treat their speech like a stopwatch, they start and they just go until they're finished, but it's really hard to keep track of the time. If you think of it as a countdown timer and that every story you tell is heading toward the inevitable conclusion, which is the conclusion that you want them to make with their call to action, which would be, so let's get working on this project or so upper management, please please fund the thing that I want my department to do or you know, go out and save those whales, whatever it is, start there and then work backwards. I like that. Start with the end in mind. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's being strategic about it. Start mm-hmm. with the result you want and then work backwards and figure out how you're going to get there. I like that. I like that a lot. What have you been so proud of or what's been your proudest moment working with the client? Oh, there are many of them. Um, well, there's a recent one that actually I was so happy about. My client, Janet came to me because she was really frustrated at work. Janet is a natural problem solver and she'd gotten up to a senior director position because she was really good at what she did and she was fixing things for the company and they kept giving her more and more problems to solve without any extra recognition, no promotion, no raise. And, uh, and so she came to me and she said, they're taking me for granted. How can I fix this? They had, she had just been asked to do another project, which touched the whole company. It was a part of a major reorganization. And of course she had a plan for fixing it because she's that kind of person. She's incredibly smart. But before, instead of just going out and fixing the problem, what she did was we worked out a way to present it to every single member of the C-level. All of them, and they all had different things that they cared about. So she went around and she said, here is my strategic plan, using the word strategic, is to get herself known as a strategic thinker from 30,000 feet up instead of a problem solver who worked in the trenches. And she said, here's my strategic plan for this. And then in order to get them enrolled, we she figured out something for every person from the CEO to the CFO to the COO to everyone who was involved in making that decision, figured out something that they cared about. And then she would go to each person. So here's the strategic plan, but I'd like to ask your advice about this particular 
this particular department, you know that department so much better than I do, and you're really the expert in this. How should I approach this and get them excited? Mm. And so the whole, everyone in the sea level, every person there got excited all for all different reasons, but it's because of that strategy. And they created a VP position for her that had never existed yet. Wow. So she did the project the way she was, would have done it anyway, but with the raise, with the promotion and with the recognition. And it all started with strategy. I like that. Yeah. And bless her heart. She, she called me up and she said, Oh, this is what happened. And it's because of the strategy we did. And I recognize that that came from you. And that was incredibly generous yeah. of her. Because as you know, you know, they're always the ones who say, well, I just did it all myself. But she recognized that it was because yeah. of the way and I knew I had made a difference, not just a point. Yeah, I, I love that story. I love that story. I had a similar case on a bad day. I love when those testimonials come through mm -hmm. on a day where you may have not had such a successful day with a client. Uh -huh. like, Why am I doing this? And then you get an email or a call from someone who tells you, I did it the way you taught me and it works. And you're like, yay. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm living another yeah. day. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. Um, I want you to help other business leaders, especially women out there who are hitting that ceiling and want to break through it. So tell us, how can people reach out to you, listen to your podcast and learn more about speaking for results? My podcast is called Speakers Who Get Results. And the easiest way to get some general information is to you either look for speakers who get results on whatever podcast platform you listen to, or even better, go to my website and you can find elizabethbachman.com. What I do is help you master a message that raises your visibility and your value so that you become someone to follow, someone to promote, or maybe even someone to hire. And that's how to fit in even when you don't believe you belong. Thanks for listening in. Visit us on Instagram at Believe You Belong or go to our website, believeyoubelong.com. Share your own belong story and don't forget to grab a copy of the upcoming book, You Belong, the 21-Day Workplace Devotional.